0: Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the relevant radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Saturday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. The topic is Serving One Master. Part 1. Being Wholly Committed to God. It was the custom in ancient times that the servant belonged entirely to his master. This dedication would brook no other occupation or allegiance to any other Lord. It is in this context that we may better understand the words of Jesus in today's gospel. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Our commitment to follow Christ ought to encompass all our actions. We should not live a double life, with one part of it allocated to God and another part to our own separate concerns. Everything in our life should be oriented to God. Our studies our professional work, our ordinary affairs. This is because we belong wholly to God. It follows that we should direct all our activity and love to our Heavenly Father. Spirituality can never be understood as a collection of pious and ascetical practices set alongside a collection of rights and duties appropriate to one's circumstances. On the contrary, to the extent that they respond to God's will, these have to be taken up and vitalized supernaturally through one's particular form of developing a spiritual life. This development has to be achieved precisely in and through those circumstances of life. Our desire to love and serve the Lord should be a unifying theme in everything we do. When we make our morning offering, we give the Lord possession of all the joys and sorrows of the coming day. Nothing lies outside of this gift or should be held back from it. In the words of St. Jose Maria, in our ordinary behavior, We need a power far greater than that of the legendary King Midas, who changed all he touched to gold. We have to change, through love, the human work of our usual working day into the work of God, something that will last forever. What is the material we are to offer up? It is the little concerns of daily life the care we show for the implements and equipment we use at work, our serenity in the face of unexpected setbacks, our punctuality, the effort we put into fulfilling our duties. All of this ought to be ordered to the Lord and offered to Him. He will give these tiny offerings a great and lasting value. Part 2. Unity of Life Our determination to live as children of God should be realized in ordinary life, at work, in the home, and among our friends. At every hour of the day, we should be striving to be men and women of faith. That is to say, to be full-time Christians We cannot confine our relationship with God to those few moments we spend inside a church. We have to live out our friendship with God in the middle of the world, in our workplace, in our recreation, in social gatherings. We should reflect the love of Christ in everything we do. This was St. Paul's counsel to the first Christians. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. St. Basil has commented on this passage. When you sit down at table, pray. When you eat your bread, give thanks to God who is so generous. If you have some wine, remember that he has created it to bring us merriment and comfort in affliction. When you are getting dressed, give thanks to the one who gave you these clothes. When you look up at the firmament, and behold the beauty of the stars above, fall down at the feet of God and adore His infinite wisdom that is manifest in all creation. Do the same at sunrise and sunset, when you are asleep and when you are awake. Give thanks to the God who created all this wonder for your benefit, so that you might know, love, and praise His name. All noble realities should serve to bring us to the Lord. When someone is in love, he thinks of his beloved 24 hours a day. This is the kind of love we should have for Jesus Christ. It should constitute the essence of our being, the driving force behind all our actions. He is our one and only Lord. He is the one we want to glorify through our work well done. Jesus is our inspiration when we try to practice the social doctrine of the church, when we strive to protect the environment. This all-embracing outlook leads a Christian to make an effort to be cordial and optimistic, to be punctual at work, to make good use of time, To overcome temptations to laziness. If our love of God is authentic, it will shine out from and be appreciable in every aspect of our existence. We know and respect the legitimate autonomy of temporal affairs with respect to religion. There are no Catholic answers to society's problems, per se. That having been said. We also recognize that Christians and Christianity belong in all facets of society as a leavening influence. This explains why the apostolate is a spontaneous activity which emanates from Christians in every imaginable kind of circumstances. Apostolate is nothing more than the outpouring of one's love for God. Part 3 Rectitude of Intention St. Luke tells us that Jesus preached these words not only to his disciples, but also to his bitterest critics. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all this, and they scoffed at him. We may observe this phenomenon even in our own day. The Pharisees jeered at what Jesus was saying in order to justify their own attachment to material things. Sometimes people make fun of total commitment to God and detachment from material things because they themselves are not ready to practice virtue. They cannot even imagine other people really having this generosity. They think they must have ulterior motives. Jesus does not hesitate to denounce the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The Lord uses a very strong term to describe the conduct of the Pharisees, abomination. The original Greek word means worship of idols, and by derivation, the horror this provoked in a true worshiper of God. So the expression conveys God's disgust with the attitude of the Pharisees, who, by wanting to be exalted, are putting themselves, like idols, in the place of God. Jesus warns his followers about false shepherds, who like to go about in long robes, in love salutations in the marketplaces, in the best seats in the synagogues, in the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Such people have no love for God. God can read men's hearts. We should strive to rectify our intention many times each day. We need to reject any temptation to vanity and vainglory, which might cheapen our total dedication to God's service. All our actions should be oriented to the glory of God. To illustrate this idea, Pope John Paul I, when he was still Patriarch of Venice, recalled a little story about a cook. It was from Tolstoy. Outside the kitchen door, the dogs were lying. John, the cook, slaughtered a calf and threw the entrails into the yard. The dogs fell on them, ate them, and said, He's a good cook. He cooks well. Sometime after that, John was shelling peas, peeling onions. He threw the husks into the yard. The dogs rushed over, sniffing scornfully. They said, The cook is spoiled. He's worthless now. John, however, was not upset by this opinion. He said, It is the master who must eat and enjoy my meals, not the dog's. The master's appreciation is enough for me. If we are completely dedicated to God's service, we will not pay the slightest attention to idle criticism of what we do. We want to please God more than anyone else. With the passing of time, we will see that this selfless behavior is one of the best contributions we can make to the welfare of other people. Our Mother Mary will teach us how to live entirely for God's glory. Don't ever lose the supernatural point of view. Correct your intention as the course of a ship is corrected on the high seas by looking at the star, by looking at Mary. Then you will always be sure of reaching harbor. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's ScepterPublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.